0: Podcast friends, my name is David Lee and you are listening to the Inspire Design Create Podcast. Giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking and starting your own business together. Let's go. Microphone check. I don't know why this thing is said no SD card. Really weird. Anyways, what is going on friends? We are back with a brand new week, brand new podcast episode. Today we are talking about art, Versus getting paid. So when you think about what we do as cinematographers, as um, directors of photography, uh, in nature, cinematography is um, is very artful, right? Uh, just like uh, if you're a painter, or <clears throat> if you are uh, writing a novel, or if you're uh, making music, if you're a musician, uh, an artist in in some way, shape, or form, uh, you can think of cinematography again as just another category. Uh, underneath the the I guess like the general pillar of art. Um, but that being said, uh, I, I feel like in the last I don't know in the last however long I've been doing this <clears throat> like almost like seven eight years what I what I've noticed in my own uh, career and analyzing those of others other cinematographers that I look up to, you know your uh, the Roger Deaconses of the world, the uh, the Chivos, the Fade and Papa Michaels, the uh, Adam Markham pause and, and and all these great uh, cinematographers right They make the the visual arts that I, I am drawn to, right the mood and tone, the color and, and and all that cinematography as a whole. And then when you actually are on set, you know when you start uh, learning and growing, you you sort of figure at least at least for me that you know there's a lot of like like techniques, there's a lot of like structure behind it. And you know, like uh, say, for instance, you're you're lighting some some wide scene with like thirty people in it, right? Music video or whatever the case may be. Maybe it's a narrative film, commercial, right? You got thirty people on on the whole thing, and there's a certain way to go about it. You can you can go about it different ways. You you want to go high key, if you want to go a little bit more moodier. um, Do you go with you know huge backlight, or do you just front light the whole thing? Right. Again, there's different ways to do it, and that being said, there's different techniques. And when there's different techniques, sometimes, you know, the art really isn't there. It's more just about, you know, okay, we have like a mission to accomplish. We have a goal and this goal being the uh, the mood and tone, the look that the agency that the director has um, set upon us to do. um, How do we go about it? And there's different ways to go about it, like I said. And so I don't know if that's necessarily art anymore. right? It becomes more like structure, science, techniques. Now that being said, uh, many times when we're on set we we try to bring that art form to life. And you know nine to ten times sometimes that really isn't the case. It's just like hey, this is what we're supposed to do uh, based upon your skills and your your experience. how do we get this done All right? And then you go do the thing, you go execute on the thing. Um, and when I when I first heard it, I think there was a lot of like ego. it's like oh no, I want to make everything look you know as best as I can. some and that's great, right That's a great mindset to have. But as as we start to mature and we as we start to progress uh, in in our career, you know you have to you have to pick and choose your battles at the end of the day. So you know if someone's hiring you and you know you're getting paid your rates, you're getting paid your rentals and all that. Life is good. You went through your peer production. It's, it's all good and good. It's all good, um, good and ready to go. But you can't let your own like ego and the art form get in the way when you're trying to just shoot you know some like toothpaste commercial or some uh, bicycle wheel commercial you know um or your tabletop food thing right like like yes you are still an artist at the end of the day but save that for when when you when you need to be an artist right because if someone is hiring you right some production company is hiring you uh to shoot like a talking head interview with um uh, like a basketball player right and you're in a you're in a hotel ho, in a hotel room it could be even when those like fancy um uh, I got, i'm like blanking out here you know like 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 the suite the the like 10th floor 20th floor hotel suites right it could be like a nice one but those ones aren't built for again they're not built for filming they're built for you living in a really nice um, apartment suite for like three or four days and and the artist side again like it's gonna be there it's never gonna leave you but if someone's paying you it's like hey just make it look as best as you can and and you know given like the tools you have the resources that you have if something isn't gonna you know um if you don't have the the budget to, to push like a an 18K from a Condor, you know, like 20 stories up, then you got to do what you got to do, right? With the lamps that you have and and whatever, you know, if there's no art decoration, there's no set decoration available. You just make the best of what you have and then you move on, right? Like it, that, that doesn't take away from the artistry of you being a cinematographer. Um, but again, you have to pick and choose your battles for something like that talking head thing where it's a two camera shoot and you got maybe, you know, three lights at your disposal. It's gonna look however it's gonna look. Either way, you're still getting paid and you're moving on to the next project, right? Uh, now, what those what about those situations where it's a very uh, artistic or creative endeavor? Could be music video, could be a fashion thing, it could be narrative, right? Maybe drama, um, anything in that in that realm where you can be a little bit more. Excuse me, where you can be uh, more. I guess fulfilled in your artistry, right? That's when you can take the time and and just milk it as much as you can, right? The a the first ad is probably not gonna like you for the next week or whatever however long you're shooting this thing. But like for my instance, uh, the feature film that we that we did this year, um, I make I milked the living shit out of every scene, every shot because it's you know we were shooting for three weeks, and that's it. You know there there I knew that there were there wasn't any budget to go um, to shoot pickups. Nothing like that, you know, and I know the the um, post-production as far as uh, in the color suite, when it when it comes time to color time the film, um, I don't think they're going to be able to hire like an actual colorist. So my job also was, hey, let's get this, you know, like 98 percent in camera and those that last two percent is is very subtle, like, you know, just doing these like power windows and things like that. And, um, and and again, right, so it's like, OK, how, how can I how can I achieve that? Well, I need to take my time and given the time that I have right with with the first AD and the schedule that we have and make everything look as best as possible. Right. And, and, and looking back at the dailies, I did achieve that for like 98 percent of the shots that we did. So again, that's that's the time when you have to just milk the living crap out of it and say, Uh, no, it's not good enough. Like we, we got to do something better. Right. Or, you know, if, if, if this, uh, wide, we have this scene set up in a kitchen, we have our wide, we have our, uh, OTS and then we have, you know, singles or, or whatever the case may be right with, which a lot of the times it was, it was that you need time to light the wide, right? It's going to take us like 45 minutes to light. Oh, Hey, guess what? You know, the, the sun's in a new position now because, uh, we, we had to make up time for yesterday. We had to shoot these other things before we were going to shoot this kitchen scene. So, okay, now we have to now we have to adjust. Oh, it's getting into golden hour. You know, can we still uh, match everything? You know, so you need to take your time and not be like, ah, it looks good enough. Like, you know, for those times when when the artistry really needs to be there, like you know, a feature film that uh, could be on the big screen in in a year or two, or maybe on a streaming service, an OTT service. Uh, Or even if it's going to film festivals, right? Like that is going to be a mark of of your um, of your talent and of your skill, you know. Like that's that you're basically putting a um, a stamp that says, "Hey, this is uh, what I can do." And if it's going to be you know ass cheeks, then 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 don't do it or tell you know tell the production, tell the director, tell the first lady, like, hey. Um, I need an extra 15 minutes. Like, I don't know where we're going to find it, but I need an extra 15 minutes to make this happen. Uh, so again, that that's in those situations where it really counts, where you're like, oh, we can really make this good. Like, like let's take the extra time to make it good, and you move on. Right? And I think out of the entire three weeks that we were shooting, there was only um, one day that we went over and we were essentially doing like 10 12 hour days uh, on average uh, it's, been, it's been a minute uh I, I would say probably like close to 11 11 hours is what we were averaging per day we were shooting like 10 10 and a half pages a day which is which is a lot um but i remember the first AD said and she was really happy because at the end of the day at the end of all the days we only went over on one of the days and we only went over by 15 minutes which is like fucking fantastic, right? So next time you're in a situation where you're where you really feel like, oh, man, I got to I got to make this cool little, you know, mini doc, branded doc thing look super cool. uh Do you have the budget? Do you have the resources? Do you have the tools? Do you have the equipment? And if you don't fuck it, like if you're still getting paid, you're still getting paid. Right. It's not like you're going there and just and just saying like, oh, OK, well, we don't we don't have to light it. We're just going to do whatever we want. Right. We're just going to run and go with the camera. And and actually, it may be that. Especially if you're doing like like doc stuff, sometimes it is like that, you know, minus like the interview, which you can like. But um, you know, go into every situation thinking, having the mindset of cool, like, you know, how cool can I make this look? Right. Cause that's your job, right? You your your job is to make things look cool and pretty, right? As a cinematographer. And after, you know, during pre-production, if if uh you figure out that mm, actually, you know what? This is probably just gonna look like all my other shit. Then it is what it is. Right. Because it, it, like at least where, where I'm at in my career, it's like, I don't know, five percent of the time I get to make something look really like really fucking cool. Right. Stuff that's going to be on on my reel. And then the other ninety five percent of the time is bread and butter stuff. Right. Whether that's like, you know, your standard, uh, your standard commercial stuff, even if it's like sports car stuff, you know, depends on what the agency wants. But a lot of times they just want it to look, uh, you know, good enough. And uh, or corporate stuff or um, B-roll type stuff, um, tabletop things, you know, you know, what I'm saying so 95 percent of the time it's it's uh, you just kind of churn and burn. You're kind of just doing the the. you're on repeat, right? You're still making things look good. And, and based upon the budget, sometimes it's higher budget. You can make things look a little better. And sometimes it's lower budget where you kind of just have to bring uh, bring what you have. that 5% of the time is is what counts though, right? That's the stuff that's going to really push you as a, um, as a cinematographer, whether that's, uh, again, whether that's like you being hired for a feature or for a high end commercial, uh, or, you know, or even if it's like a spec, um, a spec spot or a short film, that's going to be spec, anything in that realm where you can truly be creative. That's when you go all in and, and you, and you don't, uh, you don't stray from the narrow and beaten path, right? You're like, no, nope, we're we're gonna make every single fucking shot look as as best as we can. Because why not? Right. Okay, I hope this guys, I hope ugh, I hope this helped you guys uh in some way, shape, or form. Uh when you when you are feeling like, man, I'm just not getting where I want to be, you know, just keep going, right? Sometimes you you kind of have to go through the uh the mundane to to find that. Like spark of inspiration that you're like, oh man, this is this is why I wanted to become a cinematographer, right? Because you have to make cool shit at the end of the day and get paid for it. Uh, but again, in, in those situations where you're not, then it is what it is, right? It's like, hey, as long as you're getting paid, you're making money, your your life is good for the most part. You're financially set. Then then find those opportunities where you can um, where you can bring out the best of you when it comes to the art form of cinematography, and when you continue, when you can continue to to grow and learn as a cinematographer okay if you like this episode please rate it on apple podcast now i know actually what it's called it's it's, it's apple podcast not itunes podcast rate it on apple Podcasts. i'd appreciate it uh, please follow the podcast as well share it with all your friends your homies your home you know the drill and i will catch you guys in the next podcast episode